0: what's going on guys it's nick here back with another video it's wednesday so time to talk about the top trade targets for week nine the trade deadline in the nfl has passed about two and a half hours ago for me so no more making speculative trades on what could happen there i did want to start this video off first though by going over what happened at the trade deadline just a few trades that will impact fantasy then we'll go over actual trading in fantasy so Naheem Hines traded to the Buffalo Bills for Zach Moss and a conditional fifth rounder that theoretically increases the upside for Moss since he had no upside really given a situation in Buffalo. If there are multiple injuries for the Colts, I guess he could gain value, but I'm not really looking to him. It's more Deion Jackson now gains a good amount of value. Certainly not someone that we're going to be like starting every week right now, but He becomes one of those like premier handcuffs, you know, like Rashad White, uh, Alexander Madison, Jalen Warren, etc. Like those running backs that if the starter went down, they're extremely valuable. That's what Deion Jackson is now. He was fantastic as the lead back earlier this season. And so like he should just be rostered. Like before you weren't really rostering him when Hines and Fournette were both healthy. Now he should be rostered in all formats. Um, But, you know. Only so much upside while Taylor's healthy, you wouldn't actually be starting him then. For Hines, you know, if you heard early in the day that he got traded like, and you rostered him, you were probably hoping for a different destination. It's now like, you know, a a multi-running back committee for a pass catch, right? So they have Singletary, but then they have both James Cook and Naheem Hines as pass catching backs. No one really gets that many carries because... Not only do they throw it a ton, but then Josh Allen runs it a lot. Uh, None of them are going to get rushing touchdowns because they throw it for touchdowns. If they don't, Josh Allen runs it for touchdowns. So it's not a good spot. Uh, But, you know, technically, he probably has a little bit more weekly value than he would for the Colts, just given that, like, there was no carry upside behind Jonathan Taylor, like, you know, he's got some now, but you know not the landing spot you wanted for him. And it hurts the value of James Cook. Now he's like not going to see that increased role, And it hurts Singletary because Singletary now, I mean, are they going to shift to using Hines on third downs? And now Singletary is only early down with no goal line and no receiving. Like, It hurts definitely for all the running backs now in Buffalo. The Dolphins traded Chase Edmonds a 2023 first. And a 2024 fourth round pick to the Broncos for Bradley Chubb in a fifth round pick. This makes the Dolphins' defense stronger if you're looking for like streaming options. You see Miami, you see they haven't been like phenomenal so far this season. It makes them much more viable as a streaming option. And then it gives Edmonds like a tad more value because I suppose there's at least a chance that he goes in to denver he plays he looks like their best back he's getting targets like he had no upside in miami now like he did to start the season obviously but he was just taken completely out of that role he didn't fit the, the system that they had and so it was very evident the last like few weeks you can't start right he's getting absolutely no volume on miami going to denver it's a new chance for him new possibilities he only needs to beat out Melvin Gordon and Latavius Murray or, you know, just one of them really to get touches. So, you know, good for him because he had like no value before, but understand there's another spot where it's like three running back committee and this one's not on Buffalo. If you're going to be a three back committee, at least be on Buffalo, right? Because they're going to score a ton of touchdowns. going to be efficient. Like this is Denver. They're not scoring any touchdowns. They're not efficient. So a three running back committee there is not great. Speaking of the Dolphins, though, so they lose Edmonds, and so for, like, 20 minutes, everyone's like, let's go. You know, you've got uh, Mostert now as the very clear lead back because you only have Ahmed and Miles Gaskin. But then they traded for Jeff Wilson. This is, like, a you know a really good landing spot for Wilson. It's not like he becomes a slam-dunk play in fantasy, and honestly, it's an unfortunate situation in fantasy. But just in terms of, like, his value. You have them in previous weeks trading for McCaffrey. You've got Elijah Mitchell coming back. And so he had no value. He was not even going to see the field really in like the upcoming weeks. And so it made sense. They trade him away. He goes to a team that's running, you know, that same system, that same blocking scheme. And so He understands what to do there. That's why they traded for him. They didn't like what Edmonds was giving them. And so they trade him away. They bring in Jeff Wilson, who we know is going to be productive in this offense. A little bit unfortunate, though, because like Mostert was doing well. Mostert's a good running back, an explosive running back. I would expect like, you know, in a few weeks, maybe like three, four weeks, We're like close to a 50-50 split. I would say Mostert has the edge because he's been there longer. He's been producing. And there's still a chance that Jeff Wilson comes in there, you know, and he's just not as good. And it's more of like a 60-40 split. But I think that's what we should expect. Like 60-40 but approaching 50-50. And that wouldn't be fantastic because they are going to throw the ball a lot. They're not going to throw to the running backs all that much. And they're going to throw for a lot of touchdowns. And so, if you're splitting 50 50, I can see a world where we're talking about Dolphins running backs every single week as hey, you can play them. They're each going to get their like nine to 11 carries. They're going to be relatively efficient, and you're just praying they score a touchdown. So, not amazing, but if you were holding Jeff Wilson, this is a really good outcome for you because he's going to step right into a role, he's going to get touches. And if most of it were to get hurt, then obviously, and vice versa, like, both of them, if one gets hurt, then, like, the other one is going to be really valuable in fantasy. After that, uh, we see the Claypool trade. He was traded to the Bears for a second-round pick, pretty high for Claypool. Um, This is another one where you definitely wanted a different landing spot. Like, if you had Claypool, you saw he get traded, you're like, oh, nice. Like, did he go... To the Packers? Did he go to uh, I don't know, like the the Cowboys or something? No, he went to a team that's going to throw the ball twenty times a game. So you have Pittsburgh, obviously not an efficient passing attack, uh, but they were still throwing the ball thirty-seven times a game. Cut that by seventeen, like even if he has a thirty percent target share, which is a lot. That's a really high target share, especially since Mooney's on the team even if he had that it's like six targets a game he catches three to four of them you know it's like he's unlikely to be someone we start it's good for fields like fields has been phenomenal in fantasy recently he's running for like 60 to 90 yards a game if he keeps that up and now he actually has a second talent to throw to besides you know just the garbage that's been behind Arnold Mooney maybe he can be more efficient through the air maybe they can you know pace up this offense a little bit I think they've run a lot of plays like the last three weeks so trending up for fields but I would say for you know Claypool uh, not amazing but this is good for Deontay who we're going to talk about later in this video and Pickens obviously because both of these two see an increase in the target share I don't know how much uh, Deontay can really go up he's already seeing a ton of targets but especially for uh, George Pickens this is really really good especially for his long-term value uh, next one is exciting I think probably the most exciting uh even though it might not seem like it on the surface is the Hawkinson trade so Hawkinson traded from the Lions to the Vikings for it was Hawkinson uh 2023 fourth a 2024 third for the Vikings giving back a 2023 second and 2024 third round pick uh Hawkinson had been rumored to be like in trade conversations before this weekend, then this weekend happens, you see Irv Smith go down, probably gonna miss like they said eight to ten weeks, so two plus months. That's obviously not ideal. He's basically just like you just cut him in fantasy, obviously. Uh, but that's like the rest of the regular season, right? And so it might take you know a week or two for Hawkinson to like really get going. Usually, when people get traded for, they don't step in that next week and all of a sudden just like dominate, especially at the tight end position. Uh, but, yeah, in a few weeks, I would expect him to be, like, a full go. And I have him right now for an 18% target share that makes him a tight end five rest of season. Uh, this is, again, a good landing spot because, like, they don't spread the ball around. Like, they're going to throw it to Jefferson, Thielen. They're going to throw it to, like, the running backs a little bit. They actually don't throw to them all that much. But then just, like, Osborne, Hawkinson, nothing else. There's no ancillary targets. They don't have, like, a fourth wide receiver. They don't really throw to backup tight ends. Like, it's, it's really just going to be... Those like four, and then like maybe a little bit to the running backs. That's gonna lock him in for a really good target share. We'll see how he's using the red zone. Like it's this is a good thing for Hawkinson, but it's also a great thing for basically all Lions players. I mean, they're gonna use Brock Wright. They're gonna use James Mitchell at tight end, but they're not as good as Hawkinson. They're not gonna command his target share, and so this just opens more targets up for everything. You kind of just see everyone get a small boost, but it's really good for Moner Saint Brown because you know. Hawkinson was just the other player like, going in the middle of the field. Well, now that's all St. Brown. He should every single week get a little bit more healthy. Like he's a wide receiver one rest of the season. It's a really good thing for him, but it's positive for everyone really on that team. Uh then the only other trade that we would need to go over, we already did, is Tony to the Chiefs. I went over that take on the Monday video. So if you haven't seen that, watch it. So that's the NFL trade deadline. How about fantasy trades? You probably can't trade for DJ Moore, Herbert, uh, Alvin Kamara. Those are people we talked about recently, kind of went off a lot. But among people we have talked about in recent weeks that I would still be buying low on, I would say it's Godwin, Jonathan Taylor, Mona St. Brown, DeAndre Swift, and Mark Andrews. Um, Taylor, Swift, Andrews, that's all for the people who have like zero to two losses like if you are what we've had eight weeks if you're like three and five you don't really want to trade for that group because they're more like long-term plays i'm very confident to close the season they're going to be good and if you acquire them now it's going to be good in the long run for you but if you need to win right now you're not trading for mark andrew's not trading for like swift and Jonathan taylor like they're long-term plays not right now. Um, Taylor Swift, they're working their way back from injury. We thought Swift was better, uh, but a report came out today, actually, I guess yesterday, a you guys, that he's not 100% right now. He's still working his way back. So for people who are, like, freaking out about his touches, that's why, you know, they've said they're they're going to be very careful with him. And so every week we can kind of assume a little bit more of a workload, but it's probably not going to be until a little bit later in the season he's fully unleashed. It's good for teams who are, you know, six and two seven and one target those teams if you drafted swift early like you're probably struggling a little bit because he hasn't played all that much he's been good when he's been out there but he hasn't played that much and so if you're you know ahead or even if you're like five and three but you have a lot of points for like you think you're gonna make playoffs these are good players to target because obviously these are studs that have missed time in the regular season have underperformed i wouldn't say andrew's underperformed but you know he's you know missed some time been injured early in games and so we look at that and it's like, if those teams are struggling, they need to win now. Well, Andrews is probably going to miss and maybe like one to two weeks with this injury. If you can acquire them for a lower cost than they're worth like long term, definitely be doing that. Um, after that, I would say like the other two were Godwin and St. Brown. They're not longer term ads. They're definitely players you can just trade for right now and get that production. But Godwin in particular, I don't think St. Brown's getting unlucky, but I don't don't even know if Godwin's getting like unlucky or just the offense has been so bad. But I have to think even if it's he's regressed after this injury for one year, because a lot of times post ACL tear, it takes like a year to get back and the offense has been bad. So it's like those two things. But even with that, he's averaged 12 targets per game over the last three weeks, but yet he hasn't gone over 100 yards in those games and he hasn't scored a touchdown yet on the season. His catch rate is below 64%. It was at 77% each of the last two years. Like, again, I know there are factors playing here where he's not going to be as good as he was in recent years, but he's been way worse than expected and way worse than expected given the volume he's receiving. I just can't imagine that he's going to stay at this low of a catch rate, that the offense will stay terrible all season, that he's just never going to score a touchdown. Like, these things are going to come, so I think he's a great buy low. Uh, And then, you know, I talked about St. Brown. When we're looking at who benefits from this Hawkinson trade, St. Brown benefits a ton. He's working his way back to health. He's going to be a focal point of this passing attack. Like, he's going off in, you know, the future weeks. And so I definitely would acquire him. Aside from the list of names that we have talked about recently, four new names for you today. Cordero Patterson, Deontay Johnson, James Conner, and Jamar Chase. Uh, it's kind of funny because the first three, I don't think anyone was expecting because those are players that I wouldn't say I really hyped up this season. Uh, definitely three players that were way below ADP in the ranking. So it's probably good we're talking about them in this video because many of you do not have these players right now. But they're players who underperformed to start the year, are at relatively low values, and, you know, what common theme here, are probably on teams that are struggling To win games because these are, you know, high-end players that are underperforming. Besides Chase, we'll talk about him last. It's like a different scenario. But, like, Patterson, he should be returning very soon. And when he does, I think he's going to be, like, a weekly running back, too. I was, like, definitely wrong on him this season. But, like, given how awful this division is, and, like, even with Arthur Smith doing everything he can to just infuriate us every week. They're the division leaders at 4-4. Four and four. Now, again, most divisions, that's not the division leader. But th- this has been a terrible division. And that means Patterson is going to remain relevant further into the season than I thought. I did not think they were going to win this division. And they still might not. But, like, I didn't think they'd be this competitive. And so I thought to close the season, they'd be going to, like, Algier. Right? That's what I thought would happen. But... They're in it right now. And so when Patterson comes back, he's definitely better than like Huntley and Algier. And so he's going to get the ball a lot, especially, you know, in the red zone. And so if he's going to be like a running back two rest season, when he returns, I would definitely go after him right now. Then Deontay, obviously we talked about it. Claypool leaving that opens up value. But he's wide receiver 40 right now behind Matt Collins, Mikko Hardman. Like think about it like this. Deontay Johnson is third among all wide receivers and targets. How on earth is he 40th in fantasy points? So I looked into it, and I'm like, yeah, how did that even happen? I mean, it's really just like you start off with Trubisky, who's bad, and the offense just can't get going and has no aggression with that. Then you transition to a rookie quarterback who's better. Like, Kenny Pickett's better than Trubisky, but it's still a rookie, right? And you look at these games, they get the Jets, the Bills, the Bucks, the Dolphins, the Eagles. Like, that's, you know a really difficult schedule, and four of those games are on the road, like, that's tough. Like, they were in a really difficult spot. They've had really difficult matchups. So I guess it makes sense that they've been relatively inefficient. But I would expect, like, much better performances from Deontay post by And it's likely, again, team drafted Deontay is struggling. One thing I'll say is that, like, I kind of alluded to to start, there's technically not a lot of room for his targets to go up. So like overall target share, like again, he's third in targets. So I don't think he's all of a sudden leading the league in targets by a mile. So he doesn't have as much room to go up as far as that's concerned. It's really just every week targets are locked in. And now that they've already had all these super difficult matchups, it opens up a little bit more a season. If you wanted to trade for Pickett as like a lower end option, I'd be totally fine with that because his targets have more room to go up. So, like, I would expect more of Claypool's targets to go to Pickens than I would uh, Deontay. But even if Deontay gains, like, one target a game, like, he's a target hog. I mean, he's getting a million targets. Eventually, he's going to score touchdowns. He's not going to get super unlucky. And when that happens, again, like I always say, you're not going to be able to trade for him. Then James Conner, I would just say that, like, Eno Benjamin, uh, Keontae Ingram, like, no one has stepped up in James Conner's absence. And... While Connor will never be someone you feel fully confident in starting every week, like he's still going to be someone who has all of that goal line role on lock. He'll get a few targets, so he's not going to be a weekly must start. But when they get everyone healthy, like especially when Marquise Brown is back, and they have like Marquise Brown, you know they've got uh, Rondell Moore, Hopkins, James Connor. They're going to be a better offense, so I think this is again another like longer term play. I think maybe in that last like month to month and a half of the season, James Conner might be scoring you know like be back to being that like touchdown every week, getting like sixty yards, someone you can stick a running back two and be like he's got a chance to score me multi touchdowns that can win you a championship. I wouldn't go out of my way to get him because again he's not a player we've ever really targeted, but his value's got to be like pretty low right now. And if he comes back. He's scoring touchdowns. It's going to go way up. And so I think like if you can get him for like flex value, do it. Maybe low end running back too, anything more than that. And I would definitely say no. Then the last one is uh, again one for everyone who's got like a really good record right now. Feels confident in their team. Wants a long term play. Listen, Jamar Chase is going to miss anywhere from like probably three to four, maybe five more weeks. But probably only like three to four more weeks. And that's a huge blow for teams that drafted him in, like, probably the middle of the first round are going to miss that production. There was a trade for Chase in my 16-team league that involved Chris Godwin. And I think it was a trade that was very smart for both teams. The team that traded for him was, like, top three in place. I don't remember exactly which one. Could have been first, but it was, like, top three in the standings. And they already had Josh Allen. They already had Justin Jefferson. So they're, like, building their super team, right? Right. So, they're fine being like, listen, if I lose a few weeks, um, if I have a little bit less production, it's fine because I have a good record. I'm making playoffs. I want that long-term upside. Then the team that had Chase was in win-now mode. Like, they needed production now. And so, it was Chase for Chris Godwin. I think that just makes a lot of sense. So, if there's a player, like, obviously, Jamar Chase is, like, the top player you do it for. But if there's someone like Mike Williams, like Marquise Brown, that you are comfortable with your record... You want to offer something that, like, when that player is back, it is definitely, like, buying low. Like, you don't want to offer someone of similar value because then what's the point of doing that? Like, you are going to be rostering someone who's not playing right now. But if you can give, like, a lower end option for someone like Chase, Mike Williams, Marquise Brown, you're going to benefit in the long run. And if you think you're making playoffs anyways, why would you not benefit in the long run? So... That's a quick breakdown of what happened in NFL trade deadline and my favorite players to trade for this week. There are more players to trade for on my website. You can also use the rest of the season rankings. You can use the trade calculator as well to find more trades. I'll be back tomorrow to go over running back starts and sits. Friday, wide receiver starts and sits. Saturday, to go over my favorite plays this week. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.